Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. If you haven't already heard the good news, allow me to be the one to bring it to you. TastySpleen.tv has just announced the QCon at Home Tasty Cup Classic Series. This is three days of 1v1 action, and signups are open now. You can go check it out on Twitter to get the full schedule, but essentially it's going to be day one, Doom 2 1v1 tournament, day two, Quake World 1v1 tournament, day three, Quake 2 1v1 tournament. It's going to be kick-ass I can't wait to see what kind of awesome action we get out of this. Be sure to go over to Tasty Spleen, however you get there. It doesn't matter. Twitter, their website, tastysplain.tv, and uh, get in on this shit, man. Be on their Twitch stream that day. Support the hell out of this because it's this is what we need. At a time like this, uh, we can't all go to QuakeCon because it ain't happening, and we need to be supporting these uh, these awesome games and the awesome streamers and creators and everyone who's involved it's gonna be bad ass you heard it from me now that that's over let's go ahead and take some time to introduce this week's guest it is teo tuity i hope i'm not butchering that but yeah hey je ne parle pas le français très bien so uh it is what it is man but anyway uh you could also call him totos that's his name online but he is an awesome game developer uh, for Blazing Stick is his company. They're creating an amazing, amazing game called Cyberhook. I've played the demo. You should play the demo too. It's available on Steam right now. It's amazing. Uh, if you like Quake Defrag, if you like parkour, if you like grappling hooks and swinging around like fucking Spider-Man or whatever, if you like retro wave, if you like retro aesthetic and the amazing you know graphics that come with that, you are going to absolutely love this game. If you like speed running, you're going to love this game. There's a million things to like about this game. I, I very much see a lot on the horizon. So much potential here. But also, Teo is just a really cool guy, man. We had a fantastic chat. He's also a professor of game development over at Is Art Digital in Paris, France, and wow like that's fucking awesome and we've got a chance to really dig into the, the pros and cons of getting an education if you want to be a game developer and everything this is a fun chat i really hope you enjoy it and we're going to play a little bit of music here from the soundtrack to cyberhook so listen to that enjoy it and when it's over we'll be in the keep with teo tuity people uh so uh, i'm Tio. i've been working on cyberhook for the past uh three years uh two uh, alone and one year the last year 
I've received help from uh, two of my friends, Arthur Beralta uh, for level design and Thomas Tia for uh, music. Uh, other than that, I'm a new uh, indie developer and teacher uh, at uh, my old video game school, EarthArt. So uh, if you want, you might catch me in Paris uh, teaching some young kids how to uh, not fail at video games and me, myself, failing to do that. It's, there's this, like a there's a movie called The School of Rock with uh, Jack Black, and there's this uh, he's like essentially a, a posing as a substitute teacher, and he is sitting at the table with all these other teachers, and he he starts making like these dumb teacher jokes to try to impress all the other teachers, make them think he's really a teacher. <laughs> so he says, uh, "Those who can't do teach, and those who can't teach teach gym." And I don't know why I always remember that, but like when you know. I also do some teaching too. I do meteorology as my kind of day job, and so I That's teach cool. a lot of like young students, like how you know to forecast the weather and all that. And I really do understand. Like, it, I feel like I don't know anything until I start teaching someone, and then it makes me, you know, I, I feel like you could everybody who's ever been in a teaching position can kind of relate to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same for um, for game dev- development. It, I, I say it in French, but it's it crystallizes your knowledge. You need to make it compact and easy to to, to teach, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, it, it does help me actually in my games to to tell other people how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So seems, yeah, since I'm uh, quite young, sometimes I even teach to people older than me. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And uh, I need to teach uh, like my dad how to freaking go and stuff like that. Yeah, I need to be to be prepared for that. So, what in your childhood sent you on this journey of becoming a game developer? Oh, oh that's a good that's a that's a good question. Uh, I always, I always was into into games, uh, like really really fucking always. Uh, I think I started uh, playing uh, Link's Awakening, Wind Waker, mm-hmm. uh, not Wind Waker, I'm not, uh, Zelda, uh, Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Sorry was three and when you're three you you can't read and uh i i remember i remember asking my sisters to read me some dialogues and they didn't want to do that so i just blind uh, i blinded my way through the game through half the game uh but yeah started from early childhood uh i was always playing games uh, anything i could find i i played and when i uh reached high school the end of high school uh, when i was like 15 or 14 um I've had my first uh, TI calculator and I know from friends that usually that's how it starts you get to uh code just a little bit on it um, maybe like uh, I don't remember uh, how I did it I think it was for cheating stuff like that because uh my teachers didn't check the the, the calculators so I could just make a small program giving me all the answers so that started like that. Then I uh, I tried the uh, Minecraft modding modding uh, really while back, like it was in the beta. I lost everything, but it really it kept, it captivated me. So uh, after finishing high school, I uh, I was looking for new stuff to do, uh, like what uh, in what university to go. I think it's pretty much the same in France. Uh, and I found. My uh, my school that I teach in now, which is is art. Uh, I'm, I'm telling, yeah, 
which is his art. Uh, and I went there and uh, worked. Uh, I learned how to do game design and programmation, mm -hmm. uh, coding, essentially. Uh, and once that was done, uh, they, the, the school actually changed uh, location in Paris. And we, uh, uh, I think that's where a new incubator uh, opened. And we were selected with a few of my friends to work there and to just do a very small game, uh, which I'm not going to tell the name of because it's trash. <laughs> Like really trash. It's, yeah. it's, just, it's a small, small Mario Party game essentially. When you you have a um, a map with a few blocks, and when you step on a block, it falls. Pretty much it. No, no interest. But after doing that and releasing on Steam, uh, we uh, most of our friends actually go went to find real jobs, and uh, I uh, stayed around just to because I I just wanted to. To, to see if I could actually uh, make it in as an indie developer. So uh, at that point, it was three years ago, uh, I, started in, I started a small project called Cyberhook. Well, at the time, it wasn't called that. Like, I think it was Sparkhook, something like that. Anyway, I just wanted to try out uh, the um, the grappling physics in Unity. And with my, my little coding experience, uh, five years, uh, I think, back, uh, I try to to make a, just um, a small rope uh, bend around the level, and so on and so on. I every, every time I wanted to try out something, I um, I tried it in the product, and I realized like one two years ago. Well, damn, that's if we can do a game with that. And a few of my friends just pushed me and said, "Yeah, go go for it." And I, I've been essentially working on it for the past three years, like I said, and. Here we are with a almost finished game, which kind of looks like a real game that I'm not ashamed of uh, showing. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much all my dev experience and how I got into uh, game making. I think I've made a mistake. You said you you oh. made Cyber Hook like a grappling game. Uh, yeah. I wow. thought this was Cyber Hooker the groping. I'm sorry, I. Okay. Uh, Actually, I, you, you you made the you made the joke, but uh, at first when we released on Steam, uh, I, I was being a, a stalker and I just uh, I I typed Cyberhook almost every day to see if we were in the uh, Google uh, search uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, results. And yeah, the first thing was Cyberhooker. So I'm like, ah, maybe change the name or something. Luckily, with the exposure from uh, the Steam Festival, we went up into the research uh, research results, and now whew, no more hookers. Yay, we are a real game. <laughs> so, I, I think I first saw Cyberhook sometime it was a while back. It must have been six months ago or something. And I was like, "Who the hell made this game? I need to get in contact with this person." And <laughs> just seeing, just, you know, like photographs and like the basic description of it and everything, and this like really captivated me. Um, so what was like your inspiration for Cyberhook? Because for me, this uh, immediately the first thing I thought when I looked at it is like this is essentially like Quake Defrag plus a grappling hook, uh, which I love. So, and I wasn't even a big yeah. Defrag guy, but I mean, like I, I just like the concept of it. And I'm like this is new, this is different because it's never really been made into its own kind of game before in in that way. What were your inspirations? Where do you come from? Yeah, uh, I actually have many different ones. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, uh, I made it uh, into neon retro, retro wave uh, style like right. synthwave uh, for two reasons. Because I, I 
actually was getting into the the genre like uh, music wise and uh just liking the aesthetics in general mm -hmm. and the other reason was because it was actually doable uh because like like i said before uh i was joined by arthur and thomas for both uh, level design and music mm -hmm. and i did not say art yeah there are no artists in the uh in the game in the team and i'm not one i can't draw for shit and i can't uh, i can't texture anything so i thought that was it was actually a good idea to do this simple style uh if you look at the game it's just blocks with the little uh, borders uh colored which is actually really really hard to do uh it was tricky but uh yeah the more i progressed uh into this this genre the more i pushed uh the more i actually fell in love with it um I went around looking for references uh, on the internet, and I found both musical—that's that's a big part—musical references that inspired me to add darker or cooler elements in the game. Uh, and yeah, uh, the 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 environment uh, was based on a few artworks that uh, we usually see when searching searching uh, and stuff. Uh, but it's yeah, it's a really a mashup of multiple things. You know, uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon, yeah. which is uh, I love that yeah. game. Like that's the only Far yeah. Cry game I even like, to be honest with you. Yeah, because because yeah, the the idea was not not giving uh, a shit. Pretty much, mm -hmm. it's just do the game, have fun, and that the that's the vibe I went with. Pretty much, uh, I don't recall really precise uh, references. Because every time I did something, it was because it 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 taught me uh, something new. Like uh, I learned how to do shaders with the with the project, uh, how to do texturing and environments with it. And because it was not that hard to do, because I, I couldn't do anything that required uh, drawing right. in any way. Uh, I couldn't do anything that uh, that was yeah very much skillful in terms of, of, of art if you if you see um for example in your when you run in the the game you see your hands moving around yeah. it's all cubes it's all simple uh, simple geometry and the one thing i could work on that i love actually the, the thing I, I love in video game is animations so it's all curves it's all positioning so i uh, have been able to work on it uh, a lot and then that, there is no real inspiration for that. It's just me just putting out, uh, putting out in the game uh, all my animation ideas. Ideas. And it, it makes uh, a new, a new thing. Well, not really new. It makes new with old, pretty yeah. much. Uh, that's the that's the thing we also teach our, our students. I believe just, the, uh, the scholarly term is like neo retro, something along that line. Yeah, like it's new, oh. but it's emulating something from the past. Yeah. That's a new word for me, but I knew it all along. Yeah, I was uh, I was testing if you were listening. No. <laughs> That's what I tell my students when I, I just, don't know the something. I usually bring people on the podcast and just wait for them to stop talking so that I get my chance to just tell them what I think. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, that that was pretty much it for the inspiration. No, I I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's the full story. There's no way. Like, there had to be some something that you saw that. It, inspired the the gameplay mechanics themselves like this is not oh just, not just the aesthetic it's a beautiful aesthetic I, i'm a huge fan of retro wave just 
the way it looks, obviously I have a whole podcast about retro video game stuff. I love retro wave music. Like Ghost Ship is a really great artist that I've like got super into. He got me through math classes because just it's calm, chill music. Um, but it's like it back in a big way, especially in the gaming scene, because it vibes so well with a lot of the aesthetic of the games that are yeah. coming out. John of the Shred is like killing it right now that he's known for that kind of music. And I think he got like a contract with WWE or some shit right before COVID hit. Like yeah. re- the retro wave thing is happening. So it's good. That yeah, you're, I think so too. You're, this is really interesting. You said you've been working on this game for three years. So there's basically no way you could have seen the retro shooter genre taking off the retro wave genre taking off the, you know, this aesthetic kind of really becoming popular in gaming. And you've kind of like happened into the perfect time for it. Yeah. was for, for that, it was just luck. But if you, if you want to know the inspiration for the mechanics, right. mechanics, uh, there is one actually, uh, I remember telling my friends, like when I was really young, like, uh, 12 or 11, I don't remember. Uh, that someday I wanted to do something with grappling hook. I remember dreaming about that shit and not flying because flying just it's it's just bland. Just the the default uh, dream that you do when you're you're long you're young just fly. All right, but I wanted to grapple to uh, to stuff because it's more precise, more it's more um, in, energetic, uh, I guess, dynamic. And uh, and I, I remember wanting to do that. And so when I got the opportunity to just just have some free time and do uh, do something. The first thing that came to my mind was just I want to I want to grapple to, to shit. So I remember doing a small prototype that I'm not going to show anyone because it's complete trash. <laughs> really, it's uh, unplayable and, and stuff. But I, at the time, I remember uh, being amazed by it. So uh, yeah, with uh, with Cyberhook, I'd be I've been able to work that uh, into a real game. And uh, I also got into speedrunning uh, a while back. I think it was like uh, six, seven years ago. Anyway, um, I saw people actually breaking games and uh, finding glitches in the levels to to go through faster. And I was uh, I was really into it. Like it's it's the the core of speedrunning is to being able to play with the game, not just playing the game. And I, I thought, yeah, just make the game. Make a grappling hook game where you can break the level design at will, and that's that's what we see in our community. That we have speedrunners just just destroying levels, yeah. but most of the time, you're a bad thing for for developers. But for us, just <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. They're breaking the game. The uh, well, for, I can think of yeah. is that there's a level where you have all these uh, sort of. Sp- large rectangular spires and that's the whole level essentially until you get to the end of it and i really quickly like me and my friend were playing it and we're like both like looking at each other like i'm pretty sure we could you could just skip this whole part and jump straight past it and save yourself so much time and that's like what's really exciting about the game is like because you can constantly figure out new ways to use the physics to your advantage i love that man such a genius idea even if it wasn't intentional yeah, uh, the yeah mo- most of it was actually um, uh, well uh, we we wanted to do that pretty much uh, just let the player uh, figure out things. Uh, Arthur, level designer, uh, is sometimes a bit annoyed by it because uh, yeah he spent a lot of time uh, working on most of the levels, uh, so having it broken uh, uh, in one in one go is right. kind of annoying. But it, it's actually um, 
uh, a debate we are having in with the community uh, because people like it, but sometimes it's just way to 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 one dim dimensional, I guess, uh, because some levels are just um, find a find a way to spin around mm -hmm. and launch yourself to, to the finish line. So uh, right now, uh, the build I taught you about uh, right before rec recording this, uh, I've sent uh, a new build to the um, to the community where I nerfed when I where I nerfed that. So. Uh, it's going to be a bit tricky, but the good thing is it's always back and forth with the community. Like I told, I told them that I was going to nerf that by uh, adding up some more drag when you're airborne, so you are going to lose speed when you're re when you're going really fast. Uh, but if they don't like it, that's uh, yeah. that that goes to the trash, and I find something else. So yeah, uh, the, the game wasn't wasn't born uh, like it is. Uh, in one go it's a lot of back and forth uh, for example in the game you can uh, double jump you can time warp uh, you can hook the you can hook and double jump again and again you can essentially fly if you but with with a hook uh, but at the beginning like one and a half year, a year ago when we were still in alpha uh, you had one single double jump and well, even before that, you didn't have any double jump. You barely had any uh, time warp. Uh, the time warp didn't, didn't work properly. And it's always with feedback from the community, from the players, that we, we just tweak something. Because we might be game devs, and my students tell me that, like, you're game dev, you are the designers, you can do anything. No. Most of the time, you, you do what you can do with the time you have and stuff like that with, your, with the ideas you have. And uh, and yeah, we we added a lot of new things from uh, the feedback that we got from the from the community, and uh, and the game grew and grew uh, like that. So uh, so yeah, it's it's a pleasure to to have more more people playing the game uh, right now. I don't really know where where we were headed. Yeah. What's the, the what was the basic question? I'm just talking. Sorry. I'm just talking about like you know what what inspired you to make oh, yeah. the game mechanics the way they are and I, oh yeah I, and that, I see where you're coming from yeah yeah, yeah the uh, the inspiration also comes from the players yeah. because you give me an idea I find it cool it's my inspiration now ha! yeah I steal it I, th I think it's really interesting how uh, you're, you're talking about people finding out ways to kind of basically cheat the whole level and I, I, for me that was just part of the beauty of it and. It seems that you know as your skills improve, you know you can you get to a point where like oh now I can actually get past this area, which you, you find things that you previously thought were impossible, and then you figure out a way around it. And I I think yeah. that's a really fun thing. And it's also because you don't have like hard, medium, you know, difficult. It's like a what's the best way? It's like when you're a kid and they have like a set of monkey bars that are for the little kids and they have another set of monkey bars that are for the big kids and you can look at them both at the same time and decide which one you want to tackle. Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one one thing we, we wanted to do uh, in the game is uh, one pitfall that uh, new developers uh, fall into, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, is uh, designing their game uh, for just one target audience right. and most of the time it's just a hardcore gamer because I'm a real game dev and I'm going to make a game for the big big boy gamers that's 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 bad because everyone is allowed to enjoy the, your game at any time we, you shouldn't just say no you're not skilled enough no you're not good enough fuck off mm. so th that's why in the game we added a few things to make it uh, really really easy 
in the end. Uh, you can time warp. When you time warp your your frozen in in place, you gain you gain more range with your hook. Yeah. You have double jumps. You you can do anything. But well, you can use that and have fun uh, at your own pace. And it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly valid. And we would be happy to hear that you enjoy the game just taking it slow. It's fine. But that's true. What you, what you just said uh, is true. If you want to go faster, if you want to get better, you can do that. You can simply not use the time warp at all. Yeah. You, you, you don't use the time warp. You gain a shit ton of time. You get some speed. You get momentum. You can find ways, different ways of uh, tackling a level. And just doing that will make you better. But you don't have to. You don't have to be in the top 10, uh, 10 top uh, 20 of the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. There, I think there isn't even an uh, achievement for that. Because while it's good to reward those that uh, put in the work, we want to do that. It's not great to tell others, uh, yeah, you just trash fuck off. <laughs> because uh, they deserve, they deserve to, to have fun, too. So, uh, so yeah, the, the game was based around this idea that anyone can have fun but if you want to to try you can you don't have to but you can what what engine is this built in all unity so all unity yeah i i could see conceivably like where you could just perpetually like the way that this physics engine currently works and i'm sure it's going to improve over time the way that you've got it set up i could see you just continually releasing more and more content or even opening it up to the community to make maps and there could yeah. be a fucking cyberhook, you know, World Series at some point. Like that, you know, <laughs> I, I was really shooting far, but I I could see a lot of fun in this because they already have. Like, you had the Defrag World Cup. You have you know people playing Infinite Race and Warfork. People really like this kind of thing. People like you know speed running competitions or just it. It is a the t- exactly the type of game that I think has a lot of room for competition. You already had the leaderboard, oh, yeah. so you know who the. 10 best players are going to be invite them all out when i'll do it i do this kind of shit all the time anyway i'll find the yeah. 10 best players and like hey you guys are all going to have a competition and we're going to like that that could be so much fun and yeah you well, really set yourself uh, up for success in that regard uh thank you yeah. uh well you know there is uh, some stuff uh, planned for for that mm-hmm. for now the official stuff we are going to release is going to be a marathon mode where you every month you get a selection of 10 uh, different levels the same for everyone and you can just uh, play uh, each of them uh, in a row without the style the timer ever stopping ever resetting so if you die that's time loss uh if you just wait around that's uh, time loss and at the end you get uh, a big one single time for the 10 levels but we can definitely uh tell people yeah, yeah those uh, those 10 levels or those 10 levels uh today you're going to to be challenged on it uh, so, so that's uh, that's a possibility, clearly, yeah, and, and we don't want to community testing for your levels, so you can decide which ones to put in your game. Yeah, actually, yes, there, there are a lot of there are a lot of bugs that were uh, found by the community. So I'm always uh, always sweating when I found one because actually, that shouldn't be happening, and that's not my fault. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's great. Uh, other thing is, yeah, opening uh, opening to the community is uh, is would be awesome. But, uh, and that's always the same thing, and it tortures me, really. Uh, we don't have enough time. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm saying we because um, of Arthur and Thomas that work on the game, but right now, I'm, I'm alone. I'm just one guy uh, right. working on it, having to do a Switch build. 
hell. Uh, having to do a switch build, having to fix the levels, working with a publisher that wants uh, new builds and new, new fixes all the time. And uh, my, not my dream, but my goal would be to actually finish the game, uh, add a, a big thing for the end, not going to spoil uh, anything. Uh, but yeah, the other thing is a level editor, because you know the game is all blocks, really. It, even for me, it's simple, because I can't do, I can't spend time making complex levels. So it's all blocks with four different colors. So it's not hard for people to get into it and build something. I don't care. And um, being being able to do that would open up uh, a great deal a great deal of community content and clearly uh, push the game forwards uh, forwards yeah and but it's it's tricky for me to do it simply because uh, I don't have time so for now the, the the roadmap for me is just finishing the game releasing hopefully Q3 mm-hmm. uh, so uh, autumn uh, autumn uh, of this year and um, and being able to give a product that is uh, pretty much finished, <laughs> um, the best of my abilities, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people are turning to it, and if I can live off it, because three years not being paid uh, is is kind of kind of hard to sustain. If people can get into it, uh, I'd be fucking pumped to to make DLCs and to make a level editor free uh, free of charge. I don't know yet, but uh, adding stuff afterwards is definitely a possibility. But right now, I'm just, I'm just one man. <laughs> Stop telling me to make a final boss. I can't. <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it, but I can't. Don't have time. So let's, let's kind of explore like the narrative because it's very vague, at least in the demo. Um, you, we just have this idea like they. It's very it's so vague. It's like they. They suck, and you got to do something about it. And here's the hook, and you know, get after it. And then just, I like how it introduces you to the uh, to the skills, each individual skill, level by level, and then it just kind of sets you free to go go nuts. Yeah, um, yeah. The 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 tutorial as it is is not entirely finished. I'm going to add a few things just to, to ease the the players in in the game. But it's uh, it's a play a good placeholder for people to get into the game right now. Um, but yeah, the the narrative, the scenario, the narration is very bare, very bare bones. Kind of, kind of wingly, like kind of, kind of uh, on purpose right now mm-hmm. because uh, it's just a beta. Beta. I don't want to spoil the whole um, scenario outright. But uh, there are two things about the scenario. I'm going to put one in. Just uh, I have all of it written down, no problem. I'm going to um, fully fledged it uh, on release. But uh, it shouldn't be mandatory. Like I said, everyone can have fun. If you don't give two shits about uh, the scenario, you just want to run around. It's fine, yeah. really. So it's not going to. There's not going to be any uh, decisive. Uh, um, what's the what's the term? Uh, decision making uh, or anything. Uh, but uh, we want to. We want to add uh, some new narration and. I can spoil it uh, a little bit. We have a few uh, ideas, left and right. Uh, but uh, the idea is the little uh, robot that you find in the game, drone, yeah. uh, is actually someone uh, trapped here. Uh, spoilers, uh, she's uh, an ally. I, I'm, I, I've had people uh, being you know, doubtful about it, but yeah, she, she's on your side. Uh, but clearly, there is, there is no enemy 
uh, outright in the game. Uh, well, shown. But nice. there is someone. I can't really tell more of it because there are no hints uh, in the game. Maybe a few, but nothing much. Uh, but we we have stuff prepared. Uh, we have stuff pe- prepared, but I don't want to spoil anything for two reasons. It's spoilers, and I don't have time. So if uh, I can't re- if I can't put it in the game, why spoil it? It's just going to be a fake lie. Like, uh, yeah, there's a final boss. It's awesome. Uh, it's not never going to happen. Thanks. No. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no spoilers. So you keep saying like I don't have the time. It, are you like strictly on a schedule? Like Blazing Sticks holding you to like you have to have it out by no. this point or? No, no, no. Blazing Stink. It's just me. Okay, that's it's what I. Ass. That's what I thought. I was just kind of like trying to figure no, out. No, so no. who's uh, holding you accountable? Uh, it's Graffiti Games, our okay. publisher, which okay. is cool. It's cool to have a release date and plan marketing. But since they have planned marketing and stuff like that, they can't just uh, tell, them, "Hey, two more months." Yeah. Uh, well, I say that, and we've been delayed six months uh, with COVID and, and stuff. But uh, but yeah, also for me, uh, I don't have time because uh, working for free uh, for myself for exposure, it's cool. But uh, I, I can't sustain that. I started working on this game when I was twenty-two, mm-hmm. uh, and I am 20, almost twenty-five. I'd like to I'd like to uh, move out of the house of the the parents. Uh, I I'd like to have my 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 home. I'd like to have a car, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, a lot of uh, investment for myself and stuff like that. And I'd like to. Well, I told you that I was teaching. Uh, so all the money I made from teaching went back into the game. Right. That's what I used to to pay Arthur and Thomas. Uh, but now I'm. I'm just alone because, yeah, there's no more money and I don't want to put more uh, of my own earnings into it. Right. But now I think I spent like 20K. But just, you're uh, just investing in yourself and that's good. So you should be doing yeah. it at this yeah. age. And the, the idea is um, I do that because I love it. I wouldn't uh, spend 20K just uh, for, for the exposure or because I'm going to get rich making games. <clears throat> Spoilers, no. Uh, but... Um, yeah, uh, it's it's just something I I want to do, and like you said, it's an investment for myself. Uh, I I already plan uh, for I have plans for another game, stuff mm-hmm. like that, with better uh, organization, with a better budget, and stuff like that. Uh, but if Cyberhook Cyberhook works, uh, I'm definitely keep working on that because I love the game, and that's something that not a lot of devs are going to say, say openly that uh, most of the, the, the games of the projects you work on, if it goes past one year, you start hating it because you all you are always facing your old mistakes, uh, your old code and stuff like that. That's just It's just trash. But with Cyborg, I've actually took the time uh, necessary to have a clean project, to have a decent working project, and it's pretty much all me. So I, I'm I'm always down for working more on it, uh, but I need to to sustain myself. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's becoming critical pretty much, and we can't all be Toby Fox uh, releasing Undertale and being a fucking millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> hey, have you have you tried crowdsourcing at all? You have a Patreon page and all this uh, sort of stuff. We haven't. 
We haven't yet. You should. Uh, should. Maybe maybe someday, yeah. But uh, I'm still new to the idea of having people pay for my game because for now we only had like one game, one game on Steam that made uh, 500 bucks. Yeah, one year of work, 500 bucks. Uh, But we'll see how the communities uh, community um, receive the game and if. There is actually a push for more and more content. Maybe I'll uh, I'll steal a bit of money from my my, my players. <laughs> I think you should, man. I don't think there's any reason. I actually I think you're only doing yourself a disservice by not already having that out there because I'm sure there's people that there, there's people that support this podcast. There's people that support you as a developer, and knowing that you're literally killing yourself working, you know, for three years with no pay and putting. Uh, parts of your life on hold to get this game out so that you can provide something to them I feel like people would want to support you and I just knowing that now I'm like inspired I'm like yeah this guy's fucking killing it give him some <laughs> give him some fucking bread so he can <laughs> give him a baguette to dip in his coffee before he starts programming in the morning you know? I need my baguette <laughs> oh that's that's really nice to hear thank you yeah. Mike. Uh, yeah maybe maybe I will uh, you are inspiring me right now I Patreon I hate when yeah. people think that they have to, you know, you don't have to work for free. Uh, to some extent, you might have to, but your time is valuable. That's just true. Like, you, you've already shown people that your time is valuable. You've shown us that you can make a really awesome fucking game. I'm I, I'm not, like, I have a tendency to, like, bring people on here, like, yeah, I really like your game, and I do. Like, I, I never promote anything that I don't really care about. Like I said, I saw screenshots of this game like eight months ago, and I have been wanting it ever since. And I really, really like it. And I immediately, upon playing the demo, reached back out to you. I'm like, I gotta have you on the show because I really, really oh, like this game. Uh, glad, glad so, to hear that. Thanks. So just being honest about that, I, I really feel like you're doing yourself a disservice by like not valuing your time because you can get money. Everybody, anybody can make more money. You can't make more time. You're gonna die one day, and. <laughs> You need to enjoy it. You should be going out and having beers with your boys on the week. You know, if you can get a day off from programming. And, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I keep doing that, uh, I'll be I'll be dead in five years, I think. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's that's why I actually realized uh, in the last year uh, when the game was close to being well more polished, I realized, all right, I'm having fun, I'm learning new stuff, and mm-hmm. people like my game. How can I keep that going? Uh, and that's that's the main thing I'm trying to solve right now. Uh, actually, balancing having a better balance between uh, teaching and and working on my game, uh, having more people learn about the game. That's just the 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 basic stuff that any anybody wants. But yeah, doing Patreon might might work. Or, it's or, always yeah, it doesn't have to be Patreon, well, but some kind of crowdsourcing. Patreon yeah. or crowdfunding i think crowdfunding is uh is going to be on the table for the next game mm-hmm. or even dlc but it's a bit trashy to ask for money for a dlc for something that's going to make people pay it's a bit, a bit, a bit trashy um uh but yeah uh yeah the the thing is uh patreon it's always tricky for me personally to start something new uh and especially something big like patreon or anything crowdsourcing uh because i have a fear uh, of failure i really uh, I'm, I'm scared of having like uh, putting out the patreon and having like two two patrons my mom and my dad for the next six months like, I, ah. i've been through, i've been through this where it's like i put it out there and i went through you know like the podcast still is not by any means 
huge. It's not Joe Rogan podcast by any means, but you know, I thought nah, no one will ever fucking do this, but people kept telling me to do it, and I was like, all right, whatever. And you know, if you're ma- if you're making a twenty dollars a month is more than not making twenty dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? And then that people slowly over time find out about your thing. It's just that's how the game industry is going to treat you too. People, yeah, true. You might put out cyberpunk or sorry, cyberpunk. <laughs> no, you might put out cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. And it might be a huge fucking failure. You're right. You have every right in the world to fear that, but it will at least you'll have it on your resume. And so then when you go to a, if you apply for a job somewhere or if you decide to make another game and you have something to show for it, like I've done this before, and you may find that later, years down the road you work at some other you know working on some other project. People are like, oh, this is amazing. What else has this guy made? And then they go back and they find your old games. You're like, fuck, why didn't anybody know about this? And then that could blow yeah. up. Like you, you gotta. I'm not trying to preach to you, man. Like I just, I don't want you to be, like fear that your time isn't going to pay off. Because oh yeah, I really do believe in like if you put in the work, you will see benefits from it later. It's karma, yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree. Yeah, and you know, I haven't told you about the the real goal of right. the project Cyberhook. Uh, the idea was, I told you about the one shitty game that we had on Steam, mm-hmm. and that that game's purpose was just to have a game on Steam, and we did it. Yay! 500 bucks. Uh, but with that experience, we were more confident to go into making Cyborg, making a full-fledged game. And that's what it is. It's not our final game. It's not ma- our Magnus Opus. Uh, I can say that, I think. Uh, if, it, if it doesn't work, it's kind of fine. Uh, because we're not depending on it. Uh, like, I did spend uh, cash on it, but I'm not going to die if it makes zero. So it's fine. Uh, but the next game that I'm going to prepare, this is going to be a bit more tricky because I made mistakes on working when working on Cyberhook. Uh, I've uh, told people to come work with me and not having the cash and having to uh, take money from my parents to pay them. It was pretty trashy, yeah. but I did pay them. Uh, but the next game, I'm not going to redo any of those errors. And that's pretty much how uh, you get better. You yeah. just stop making errors when there's nothing to throw away. It's kind of good. Uh, but yeah, uh, this game is here to give us experience. Yeah. Experience about making a proper game, experience about community management, because I never did that. I never thought that people would be interested in working with me. So now I have like a, a Discord server with like three 300 people on it. How do I manage that? How do I keep them keep them entertained? How do I keep them from leaving the server or just uh, ghosting everyone? Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, those are things I learned day by day, yeah. and the the game uh, is also here to teach me about how to uh, uh, recruit publishers, because you know uh, it's something that not many people are familiar with especially if you don't make games. But uh, publishers are the ones that actually do marketings, uh, mm-hmm. do deals with other other people in the indus- industry. And they, uh, there is a way to, to, uh, to negotiate with them. So the goal with Cyberhook is just get one publisher, get a publisher. And we did that with Graffiti, and we were very happy about it. And the next one will have that experience. We know what to expect. We know how to uh, what we bring to the table. We know what they're going to request from us. Uh, we know that, so we'll be able to properly um, 
properly uh, negotiate with us right. with with them. So yeah, uh, the the game if the game doesn't sell, it's fine. We have that experience, and that's the the main thing we wanted in the um, when making this project. It was not to be famous and make a shit ton of money, but it was to know what we're doing because that's actually hard to to figure out when you are very new into the industry. Well, been working in it for almost seven years, but it's, it's still new. Uh, because you you haven't failed yet, you have not uh, tripped. You you need to you need to learn how to get back on your feet and continue to properly work into the in working this industry. Right. So what that's what we've been doing pretty much, and that's what we expect from the release. It's just uh, falling down and getting back up because we love doing that, right. and that's why it's not an industry for everyone. Because uh, I remember, I think, uh, when I was studying uh, game design, game development, I remember uh, an, an indie went into our an indie dev went uh, into our class and told us, "You need to be ready to sacrifice five years of your life." And at, at the time, I was like, Haha, "Yeah." Not uh, not getting a lot of money, but it's it is fucking real. Uh, for the past three years, for me, I've not been paid, and I'm also plan really to not get paid for the next two years because uh, I'm going to pay myself in my teaching, but not with the game, not with the project we're going to have, just to make my dream, pretty much make my dream come true. Working towards making, uh, being able to make games uh, full time, right. Yeah, hopefully, let's say you make money, you know, from your teaching gig, and you're able to sustain yourself, and then you can take the money that you make off of Cyberhook, and establish your your independent company. Like really, like I yeah. now I have a budget to work with. I know what my next game's budget will be, and hopefully sustain that. Yeah, I think that's pretty basic business sense that. For whatever reason, they even apparently in France, they don't really impart on us in school. They just tell us, you know, go to college and get a job and work for the man the rest of your life. But yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know that when starting Cyberhook. It was just a prototype. I wasn't even making going to make a game. I was like, I'm having fun. I'm just going with it. Yeah. Now I realize they are managing people, managing your time, managing your resources. Shit, I need to know to make games. That, that might good. not be game making but it's part of the game making uh, toolkit yeah. you need it all looks good on a resume like managed a team of you know however many people they put on your like accomplished x goal made x money you have to put it in like bullet format You're like this is yeah. how, this is what i accomplished and when you actually look at it that way it seems like oh wow i didn't even realize i did all this stuff you know um, it's actually yeah it's, uh, it's a great great experience no uh, never mind the fact that i'm not paying it's just I'm just happy. I realized that when I went to to my working place because I work at Azart. I remember uh, smiling in the in the metro and was like, "What the fuck are you smiling alone?" Yeah. <laughs> and it dawned on me, I'm happy just going to work. Yeah. Shit, I'm pre- really fucking privileged because that's awesome. And a lot of people just can't do that. If, even though I'm not paid, even though I'm <laughs> I'm still living uh, in my parents. Uh, parents house uh, that's that's uh, that's awesome but you're doing and what you that's, love yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's when I, I think we should be careful uh, about what we're doing and we should uh, see that uh, when we actually manage to do what we love uh, we should realize that we're doing that because m- most people I, I 
interact with that are making games don't fully realize that yeah you're fucking making games for a living it's awesome and it's the more i talk about game making the, the more just uh inspired i am because it's nothing like uh i don't know video video making or uh filmmaking or any kind of artistic uh endeavor it's just its own thing and i love every part of it uh marketing i love uh, uh coding i love art i love music i love uh narrative design i love everything about it and i i want to to keep loving it so i i want to tell myself just yeah that damn boy you're doing something awesome even though you're maybe not you're not as successful as you want to be but you're still doing it and i i think the the idea of being able to keep doing that in the future and maybe getting paid for it if we're lucky yeah. uh it's just it's driving me driving me forward it's a pleasure always you mentioned earlier like the you know project management and networking and meeting people and Learning, learning how to contact everything, but th no, truthfully, I think that's probably the most important thing you can do at this stage uh, for both of us. Really, is to network yep. and to meet people. Because for all I know, man, I'm talking to you right now in 2020, 2028, you might be the fucking next Cliff Blazitsky or some shit. I, I'm, I'm just being like, I don't know that. I don't know that you wouldn't be. So it's only like, it really benefits me to sit here and just be as cool as humanly possible to you. Not that I'm. That's the only reason I'm doing it. But like, I. Sh Treat everybody with kindness because you never know who you're going to be dealing with down the line. And so Always. at that point, it's 2028. Maybe I'm still scraping by. You're a big millionaire, but you're like, oh, this guy, he was cool to me eight years ago when I was nothing. I was living in my parents' house. I had no money. And he taught me, like, he encouraged me and all this kind of shit. And then maybe at that point you come on the show and I get 18 million listens. And then my show blows up. Like, that's, it's so important, I think, to just network and uh, meet people and understand because – yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a game designer. I, I, if you held a gun to my head right now and said, make your computer say hello world, I can't honestly tell you I'd remember how to do it. Like, I, it's not my gig, I, but I really like doing, you know, the, the audio and the talking to people and, the, you know, I don't even know what to call this whole thing, but I just enjoy talking yeah, it's, to people. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's cool either way. But yeah, uh, that's another thing I'm learning about, yeah. uh, networking and shit like that, mm -hmm. because I'm a coder. I'm a... I'm the archetype of being a fucking geek. Like I, I'm fine staying uh, at home. Like you no, know, the the thing, uh, the, the new thing, like confinement. Yeah, that was my life for the past yeah. two, two years, pretty much. Yeah. I was In like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 starting to come out of my shell and going out to meet people. That's that's something I'm still 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 learning to how yeah. to do, uh, and yeah, teaching did uh, did help me with that. Having to talk to thirty young wankers that uh, don't <laughs> understand anything, uh, teaches yourself uh, how to how to just talk to people. And then look at me right now. I'm speaking in a foreign language on the podcast. I wasn't uh, I wasn't uh, prepared for, but it's going fine. I'm really happy to be there, and uh, yeah. I think it's yeah. going to to go even better in a few years. Oh, about yeah, about that, about going better in a few years. There's something that boosted my confidence. Really, is uh, the fact I can say right now I'm trash compared to myself in two years. Yeah, in a year. Yeah, I, I don't care if you if you like the game or not. Well, I I do care about that, but I don't care if you tell me that are oh, you so good or you're so bad because all right. 
that's your opinion, mate. I don't care. But I know that I'm going to be better later. Since I've been working on Cyborg for three years, I can actually go back in time and watch my work unfold in front of me. Yeah. That's something only video game can You know a line graph of your you know your yeah. skill set and yeah. you can literally I look have. at it. Like I know I sucked here and three years later I'm here. And so I, I, going yeah. off that trend I'll be way up there. And yeah, I have the old builds that don't look like anything that are literally unplayable. And at the time, I thought, yeah, it's pretty good. But I know I'm shit compared to myself in, in a year. And every year I thought about that. And every year it was true. It was true that, yes, I was shit uh, one year or two years uh, ago. And right now I'm still saying it. I'm shit compared to what I, uh, I will be in a year. Well, at least I hope so. It's been true for the past three, four years, uh, and if it keeps uh, keeps going that way, I I'm happy that I'll, I'm shit. <laughs> Essentially, I'm happy uh, to be trash right now. But uh, later, uh, I'm, I'm how I'm going. I'm I'm going to work towards uh, being better. So hopefully, one day I'll reach the point where I can be good enough to have my audience, to have the people watching me and liking my game enough to give me money essentially and live off it yeah so so what's it like teaching remotely now like are you i'm assuming you're not doing in-person classes at- uh right now yeah for the past uh, two months oh, okay. i uh yeah because confinement uh three months i think confinement didn't hit uh didn't uh, hit that um that uh early mm-hmm. anyway uh yeah i've been teaching remotely uh and it's trash complete trash it's, it's, it's unplayable. It's it's awful <laughs> because uh, you're doing your thing. It's fine. You are showing. You even have in mo- even more tools than when you are in class because you can just switch uh, switch screens uh, more easily and just interact with the the people. But the thing is, people don't give a shit. Really, if you are not in the right mindset to learn and to the right place also to learn, you're not going to do that. And I remember having testing my my students. Uh, just what I was uh, doing, um, doing uh, a course. Like uh, here's how you um, you do life map in Unity, whatever. Uh, and if you're uh, if you're listening, uh, just uh, type a poet in in chat or anything. And I had like four uh, four responses from uh, 30, 30 students because it's too easy for them to to just go on YouTube on fucking Pornhub or anything. So teaching remotely is really hard for anything. Uh, gaming related because uh, I can't have anyone, everyone having their face cam because it takes too much space and I can't check for it. But yeah, uh, I really prefer uh, teaching in 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 school. And uh, you know, I I said, uh, haha, the, the confinement was uh, was my life for the past years. It's true, but in the meantime, when I was teaching, I was actually brought back to my old school, and that always was a breath of fresh air. That's why I realized. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Being alone, being chill, chilling at home is pretty good. But meeting people is is nice too. And the more I'm going forward, the more I'm actually, I, I'm the more I want to to meet people. The more I want to have a drink uh, with the with the friends. And we actually did that like two day, two days, uh, three days ago. It was a fucking pleasure. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I um, most of the time I'm teach uh, teaching in real life, I guess. Like I, I go to my school and have uh, the whole class in front of me, which is actually uh, much more uh, interesting because uh, just being 
behind a, a screen uh, does strip me from being able to uh, express myself through, um, I don't know how to say it, uh, through body movement, body, like, how, 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 what's the term? Uh, uh, body language. I, I use that a lot to convey my, my teaching, mm -hmm. like going up on screen and moving around, stuff like that. You see that, you see that. It's very important. And when I don't have that, uh, it's it, it. people are not listening uh, as well. So, yeah, teaching uh, teaching remotely is trash. No. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. I, no question. Don't add me. <laughs> it, it's just that it's not the same. Uh, I'm lucky, you know, we have, like, at least for the podcast, like, video technology, this Discord... Like hit right at the perfect time they implemented this beautiful new like in voice chat video thing because uh, previously you know, had to be like in a call or like you know some people don't want to be on camera which is fine I don't mind if people don't want to be on camera but it's so much yeah. uh, so much more human and we're able to use technology to kind of replicate that human interaction like I've we're not really in the same room right now but at least it's like as close as we're gonna get without being there so yeah it's pretty cool yeah. pretty cool it's nice man I don't know we, we live in a very strange time. <laughs> But it's true. It's true. Our parents couldn't even do that, and we're like, "Yeah, sure. I'll talk to someone in California in a day." Yeah, in a yeah. It's true. It is. It's good. And like I said, with the networking thing, like this was never possible before. So, when you went to school, you what, how, was it? Uh, do you guys like pay to go to college, or is it? Uh, yeah, of, yeah. But I is art uh, the my school uh, is a, a private school, but. The thing I say to to foreigners uh, essentially is it's a private school, but it's a French private school. So like the at the time the whole cursus was a uh, cursus. I don't know if that's a word, but uh, the whole thing the whole thing was uh, 80k uh, for wow. the uh, no 18 18 sorry yeah co the the whole three years of yeah. art was uh, um, 18k and when we when we looked at uh, i don't know like us schools and stuff like that when it's 18k the year that's you, that's you just the same ruined people's like people just heard you say that and they're like uh, ready to go jump out the window i promise you like cuz yeah our schools right, are right. insane cuz our schools are really expensive like especially yeah, 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 yeah. quote good school it's 18k for 3 years of school sounds outrageous <laughs> but yeah yeah, but uh, in France it's it's already high, and yeah. well, it had it has gone up uh, a bit higher. I think like now it's twenty four or twenty five k for three years, yeah. uh, so it's a bit more. But um, even thirty, I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, in France you can even find there is I think the best school in France uh, called uh, Eschmin, which is public. You don't pay shit. And you get the best teachers, you get the best uh, networking because most of people uh, working like like uh, Ubisoft and stuff like that come from Eshman. That's one. That's one thing we we bitch about in the industry because yeah, you just do Eshman and you you have a place in Ubisoft. That's annoying, but yeah, that's uh, that's tricky. That's that's a, a dark uh, dark joke we do to to foreigners. Yeah, just if you're American, just. Come, come to to France. Uh, rent a rent a good uh, hotel in France and have uh, whole, your whole expenses for just the price of going to uh, to school in the US. It's it's crazy, but that's that's more of a political uh, yeah. point that I'm not going to to um, dip my toes in because it's, I'm just French. That <laughs> I have no place in 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 doing that. I think it's interesting though because you, did you. 
technical skills for like programming and everything. You probably could have learned that on your own, right? Uh, but you just said it yourself uh, how you go to college and you network and you meet people and you make connections. Now you have a job because you went to that college, right? Like you, that might not have happened. You were able to get your first game on Steam because you went there. Uh, for some people, that's not their path. And I think for a lot of Americans right now, it's like we're not doing that because it's not worth the debt that you go into for it. It's better to just learn yeah. how to do skills. And I, I clearly understand that. I wouldn't pay for like 60 or eighty, eighty thousand dollars for, for that. But the, the idea is uh, schools teach you a lot of stuff, but mm -hmm. they don't, they clearly can't teach you everything. But what they give you is time. Right. Because uh, not, not just time to learn, time to work. That's fine. You can, if you're really strict with yourself, you can, uh, Take, uh, take this time to yourself and work yourself. But no, the time that they give you is actually uh, lost time. Uh, for example, the time I give my uh, my students is the time I've wasted on yeah. learning yeah. how to do that shit. And maybe, like for, sh for example, shaders. Shaders, like making stuff uh, look pretty in Unity. I I've spent like literally six months of cyborg learning how to do shaders and how learning how to make stuff pretty on the on on the screen i can condense that i can give you my time loss uh in a in like a two-day in a two-day course so that's the time you're going to that uh, to earn is an excellent point yeah yeah and there is a lot of things like yeah there's a problem all right don't do that uh, keep going, and every time I uh, I fix a bug for a student, I tell them not to do that because they're going to die. Uh, it's always my time loss that I avoiding my students. Yeah. And when you're in it, it's understandable that you don't uh, don't realize it. Just yeah, you're learning. All right, he told me not to do that. I'm not going to do it. And end of story. But in the end, you're going to gain a lot of time that others have wasted, and. Since you know, I told you that my co my um, my school was uh, in three years when I started, and now it's in four because we realized that there is there is a lot of stuff we need to teach. But when I left school, when I finished school, uh, there is a shit ton of stuff that I didn't know how to do because yeah. there is so much to learn when you are one man and want to do everything pretty much in a game. So. I did uh, spend a lot of time just trying and trying and trying. And if I had somebody, uh, somebody next to me telling me, "No, stop that shit! Don't do multiplayer on a single player game. You're going to die." Yeah. I want to tell people that don't do that. But that would have saved me like six months, like that. Six months, uh, I think six months of work, uh, one pretty much earned. Uh, and that's that's the, the real power of uh, schools: just avoiding time loss and that's something that when you're alone you're going to have to learn to do by yourself and it's extremely hard i myself struggle with it it's really hard to avoid time loss yeah, i think you're absolutely correct it's that it's like an angle of it that i, I think a lot of people might want to consider too because you, you can just beat your head against a wall forever and and end up learning later that it was a, such a simple thing or it could even just yeah. be like, you're talking about confidence like that i see that a lot with people that i like work with is like, it, when they first do it they're afraid to make a decision and just go with it you know uh, especially when it comes to like weather stuff because it's like oh no there's a tornado gonna hit this town should i put out the warning i don't even know if it's gonna happen i'm like i don't know but you better make a decision because you have 10 minutes to do it <laughs> <laughs> well it's like for you guys it's 
it's like a, you have to like kind of make these long term plans. Like, a, well, is it worth spending six months of my life trying to make a multiplayer that perhaps no one will even play, or should I focus you, on this particular part of the art project? You know. Yeah, and at the at the time you didn't you don't even know that it's going to take six months because that's the first time you're going to do it. Right. And that's another thing. The, if you have a problem. That's something I, I tell my students in French, but I think I can translate it. Uh, when you have, when the only thing you have is a hammer, all your problems are nails. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Pretty much it. Exactly. When, verbatim, that's an English saying. People say exactly that. Yeah. There you go. That's. Yeah. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, when you don't really know how to do properly. Your, how to properly do your work, uh, you're going to do uh, as best as you can. And again, it's going to result in time loss. Mm -hmm. It's going to result in headaches and stuff like that. And the other things, one of the other things I learned the, this uh, three, three years on Cyborg is uh, actually making the right decisions at the uh, moment you need them. Like uh, when at the start of the, of the project, when I just was making a crappy prototype i thought all right i know this it's going to be trashy but i need to make it as clean as possible and three years later i'm able to go back to that same code to that same work and say all right it's still usable it's still fine and it's not uh it's not um giving me more problems but when you're starting being alone or uh, in school uh, you're going to just make mistakes it's absolutely imperative that you make mistakes just to, to learn but you, you're not you're not a genius nobody is born knowing how to code uh, and when you have a teacher behind you uh, they're going to tell you that right away no don't do that don't do that because uh, it's going to give you trouble when you try to do that it's going to give you trouble if you try to share your code with some somebody else so like that You'll have more tools, and the more tools you have, the better of a decision you can make when you are presented with a new problem. Right. And that's another big thing of, about schools that really help instead another, of just working uh, yourself. Another thing to consider is that like a, you're, you're going to have this actual network of several students over years of time that you taught, and they're going to come out of college uh, hungry to get into the gaming industry and looking for cheap labor like that's it seems like it only benefits you like hey you were my good you're a pretty good student you know what i need somebody to do level design you're on it you you know mm -hmm. i remember you being pretty good at sound shit you're get over there and start making sounds like yeah yeah and that's actually yeah that's actually one of my problems because i was very very young well very young i was 18 when when i started the school like uh, as young as i as young as i called uh, pretty yeah. much uh so i at the time i was very much uh, um, introvert. Uh, so I made a few fans, uh like uh, six or seven. It's pretty good. But if I had to do it now, I would be friends with every fucking body yeah. because you have to do that. And that's another problem that I'm having right now is that half of my class just dropped out, half of my, <laughs> half of my class is trash, and half of my uh, class is already in a good position in the industry. So when I need somebody, it's kind of tricky to find people to, uh, to, to, to recruit. Uh, luckily, I'm still in the, in, the, in the industry, so I have the it's a cool game uh, option to, to bring to the table. But, uh, but yeah, 
uh, when you go to school, you make a shit ton of contacts. Be being your students, uh, your fellow students, or your teachers, uh, it's awesome. It's uh, it's really something that you can't get anywhere. But it doesn't. It's not worth uh, eighty uh, eighty thousand dollars. I think everybody has their own path, man. Some people literally have yeah. to go that they, they can't have someone to teach them. They have to go through that process of like banging their head against the brick wall until it breaks. Yeah. And, and then they learn their that's lesson. A, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's something uh, I actually, I actually enjoy doing like beating your, your head until you break through the yeah. breakthrough. Is, uh, it's awesome. And you learn to do it properly more and more uh, as you go along, like maybe not use your head, but use a hammer. think the, the wall is a nail. You need, you need both. Uh, you need outsiders and you need yeah. institutional people. You need the people yeah. who have learned it the proper way. And then you need someone to come in and be like, oh, that way that has been the systematic best way that's been taught all along. I just figured out a way that you don't even have to do that. Like you can yeah. save yourself a bit more time or like learn a new yeah. skill. And, uh, and the other thing that some people might uh, might not be confident about what they're doing and stuff like that. I sure wasn't when I started. But uh, the thing is, if we really had... Uh, a book, a Bible about how to be successful in anything, like uh, in devs, uh, dev making, or in meteorology. Like, uh, oh, there, are, there are lots of books available. You can, yeah, but well, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it does apply to more uh, yeah. creative jobs. But like being a good artist or being a good singer, a good dev. Uh, if we had a book uh, on just how to do it, we would give you, we give it to you, and we would read it ourselves there are none because everyone is kind of special i guess uh in this industry like i do uh minimalist uh, uh retro wave uh, style games for now but i know my friends are doing um like super cute uh mobile games that are actually working and uh, i know that they uh atomic corn i'm just drop name dropping uh they know the guy uh that made you know, maybe Pikuniku. Uh, it's a small indie game released by Devolver. When we saw that, we were so fucking jealous. But mm -hmm. uh, it's a, you you are like a, a little ball with legs, and you walk around, you push things around. Well, they uh, have a friend in the team. The main guy that made the game is actually a friend of a friend. So it's a really small uh, industry. But can anyone really tell him, no, don't make a game about silly, small rounds with legs. That's, that won't ever work. It did. Shut the fuck up. Look look at, uh, I don't know, I'll take the uh, example of Toby Fox again. Look at Undertale. It's just, technically, it's kind of ugly. <laughs> it's very simple. But the story is so well written. The characters are so well written that, yeah, I don't care. I'll make a Earthbound style game. Just fuck you. So you say it's Whatever. ugly, but I I literally love. I love it. I love ZX it. ZX Spectrum, Amiga era graphic, like that. The way the way the game functions, like that's such the, a the, perfect thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll backlash on that statement. Uh, the no, the the art yeah. style. I think it's it's uh, it's actually glorious. The animations are yeah. glorious in 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 fights and stuff. But if you really take the main character and shit like that, they make the joke in the in the game. Actually, you look kind of look like a, a lamp. It's pretty much very simplistic. When you walk, you have two frames. It's not really polished in that way. But the whole universe being centered around the same art style makes it extreme work extremely well so yeah that's uh that's the idea what, what i meant was just do your shit yeah, yeah. do your thing if it, it, it can work but uh the big thing is going to evolve 
we forget that Toby Fox has been working for for on uh, Undertale for I think two years or three years, something kind of like me on Cyberhook. But he he worked on other things before that were completely yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unknown, like um, Earthbound mods and stuff like that. People just didn't give you shit because they didn't know knew about it. Yeah. They didn't know about it, and when Undertale, Undertale released, uh, he kept doing his thing, and it worked. It doesn't mean that it will always do that, and he, your your thing needs to improve with time. That's what I'm trying to do. Michelangelo uh, made some shit statues before, yeah. you know. Like a, it's just always true. Like Miles Davis yeah. played some sour notes in his life, you know. Uh, yeah. Beethoven and, wrote some shit symphonies that never saw the light of day, and we just. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's the big thing yeah. that you just said. They never see the light of day. I am never going to show you my first uh, games uh, ripping off from uh, left and right assets that I found on the internet. They're, they're trash, and you'll never know about that. You don't even know right now the first game uh, I released on Steam, and I think it's trash. And maybe, uh, well, hopefully, if Cyberhook works, they're going to know me for Cyberhook, not the shit before. And if Cyberhook doesn't work, it's fine. They know me for the next thing that I'm going to do. And yeah, people think it. we are all just uh, finite in every work uh, we put out. But it's not the thing that we're going to remember. Uh, we're going to remember the good, sh- the good shit, mm-hmm. always. Uh, for individuals, at least. We're going to remember... Like I don't know the uh, music that uh, that was in that movie. We're going to uh, remember this drawing that was uh, featured uh, in this game. We're not going to remember the shitty ass drawing you were doing like two, two or three years ago. It's fine. It's fine to fail. Oh yeah, just thinking uh, about it. It's really, really fine to fail. I prefer failing than uh, succeeding without knowing why. Because when you fail, you can actually see. That is trash. That is trash. That is trash. Remove it. And the more you do that, the more you flow less your uh, work is going to become. Because, yeah, when you remove the flows, you just have something good most of the time. Can you imagine being like a stand-up comedian where the only way to do your art is in front of people and you every uh, failure is in front of people? Every single that's, my fuck, that's my fucking nightmare, yeah. Yeah. Uh, being being in front of people is is fine, but having to make them laugh and then mm-hmm. them not doing so it's it's awful. Yeah. Though I, I I saw a few documentaries about uh, random uh, French uh, comedians, and the thing is, you can actually bounce back from failures much better than having a a tepid I think a, a, yeah. a, a, a weird uh, joke because when it's really trash, when nobody laughs. Yeah, we can hear that even in the audience. <laughs> like, uh, all right, uh, that was trash. Scratch that. Kill yourself. <laughs> it's stuff like that. You can yeah. bounce back from any, anything like that. But yeah, me, me in front of people. Like, uh, uh, we've been to conven- conventions and stuff like that. Uh, being being in front of someone of even like ten people is fine. I I can talk uh, about that. But me being in public. Oh my god, <laughs> that's. Um, that's a fear of mine, but I think I'll get over it someday. One day you're going to be at like a, a gaming convention, and people are going to be like, "Oh my god, you're uh, you made Cyberhook, and you made that other game that you don't talk about, but I found out about." And, and they're going to be excited to meet you, and you're going to have to like, you're probably going to have to give a speech or some shit. You never know, dude. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean, I'm right talking attitude. to people. 
Yeah. 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 Talking to people is fine. You you tell me you like my game, like awesome. Let's uh, grab have a drink. I don't know. But being like in front of two hundred people and be like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I make the video game. That's all. <laughs> Good day. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of scary. But that that's a skill I can get. Uh, that's a skill I can practice yes. through teaching. Haha. <laughs> big brain. I knew it all along. I think you're, you're really well set up, man. And I, I really love Cyberhooks. Uh, the current standing demo is absolutely oh, fantastic. I hope people go out and download the shit out of it right now. It's uh, – I, I can't say it enough, you, man. man. So cool. What's uh, – no, thank, thank you. Thank you. What else is in store? You got any anything you want to say before we get out of here? Mm, well, you can join the Discord maybe. But uh, other than that, yeah, keep keep hooking. Keep being hooked by the game. That's uh, that's all I ask. All right. Well, I need to go get a refill on this Le Jeu du Soc. Um, <laughs> and that'll be that. So thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. Really happy to be here. Thank you to Teo for being a part of the show. Really appreciate all of his time and effort. And if you haven't already, I definitely recommend get your ass over right now to the Steam page for Cyberhook, download that shit, and play it, because you will absolutely enjoy it. I'm so serious. Obviously, thank you to everyone who is uh, listening right now. If you've made it to the end of the podcast, you're a fucking trooper. We appreciate the hell out of you. The best way that you can support the show is obviously just to listen and share. Go on your social media sites, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the fuck it is, and tell people that you like the show. If you happen to see it on an app that you like or you know, on Reddit or whatever, upvote that shit, uh, leave a review, like, whatever the hell. It doesn't matter, man. Your, your support is greatly appreciated. If you want to go the extra mile and do a little bit of extra support, and you know what I'm saying, we would greatly appreciate that. You can go to endthekeep.com and check out our support tab. There are several different options, including our Amazon affiliate link, which is of no cost to you. And no matter what you buy, if you do your shopping through that link, we will get a little bit of a kickback from it. Uh, so that's really fucking cool i like that you can also you know just you know become a patreon supporter you can go to our paypal link and just drop us a tip if that's what you want to do whatever works for you man uh we'll figure out more ways to do that in the future but also there's our merch tab if you want to go on redbubble and pick up one of our sweet t-shirts we also have multiplayer doom federation t-shirts and now brand new in the key mask for when you're styling and profiling out there on the streets keeping everybody safe from your nasty face or if you just want to cover up your face because you're ugly as fuck that's cool too uh no judgment but there are masks available with our logo on it i think they're pretty cool the end of the show i'm going to go ahead and read off a few of the people who have been amazing and given back to the show so i want to say thank you to dots moose paul zach alexander lashaka brad night owl tones jeffrey larissa nave steve NVZ, Catman, Samiko, Chibi Sniper, Donkey, BJ Tengen, Hadoukant, Brandflakes, Moleketrerao, Red Eyes Green Dragon, Anthony, Robert, Vince, Amorpher, and Igrax Simon. You are all fantastic, amazing, and greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for this uh, whole project, not just the show, but our streams and everything. It's, it, God, I'm going to ramble on forever. Till next time, guys, stay in the keep.